0: Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection what I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. All right, guys, I hear from so many of you all the time So many moms today who are frazzled, frenetic, stressed out, incredibly overwhelmed because you're shooting from the hip. You're living minute to minute. You're taking it as it comes. And at the end of the day, you feel like a slave to your schedule and you're just a hamster on a wheel. You can't get ahead and life is incredibly overwhelming. You're feeling this way not because life is really that busy. It is busy, but that's not the main issue. The main issue is you don't have a plan. I'm gonna get into all of this in this episode today, but first I gotta let you guys know I am celebrating 400 days today of taking a break from alcohol, and it feels really good. I wanted to share a quick celebration from a listener named Teresa. And I want to thank all of you guys for reaching out through the last few weeks as I've launched this podcast. It's been so much fun, and I'm so glad that it's serving you. She just celebrated one year alcohol free. Woo! I just want to say I'm so proud of you, Teresa, and a lot of you reached out about this topic after hearing episodes two and three about why I decided to finally stop drinking after seven years of thinking about it. And so many of you guys came out of the woodwork. I just want to say I honor you and I'm so proud of you. Awesome job, Teresa. All right. So today we're not talking about that. We are talking about getting control over your life. Your life is like a runaway train and you're the victim. You're the conductor. And it's just going down the hill at max speed. Does that sound familiar? You're overwhelmed because you have no plan. So this episode is for you if you show up to kids' birthday parties without a gift or you have to go on the way. Good old Target drive up, right? This episode is for you if you run out of milk and coffee because you forgot to put it on your list. And then you have to wait a few days before you go to the store. Sound familiar? No shame here. I'm just letting you guys know I know the struggle. And so if any of these sound familiar, keep listening. This episode is for you if you're usually late and you always have a good reason. But it really amounts to you didn't plan ahead. This episode is for you if you know important events are coming up. But by the time the day comes, you've forgotten because you're too scattered on the actual day to remember. This episode is for you if you think a lot about what you need to do during a day and then you depend on your memory to recall those things when it's time. This episode is for you if you wake up and dread the day because you know so much will fall through the cracks and you don't have a system in place to stop that from happening. Okay, well that's gonna change today because I am going to give you the system so that you don't feel this way anymore. So you're not always batting from behind. You're overwhelmed because you have no plan. So today I'm gonna get into what to put in the plan, what not to put in the plan, how to make the plan, and the art of controlling your calendar. Okay, so we're talking about how to build the life you want. And this starts with the art of controlling your calendar and synchronizing your schedule to build the life you really want. And it is an art. I put that word in there on purpose in the title. And this all starts with editing down a lot and learning to say no. And I'll get into specific ways to do that. In fact, in this episode, I'm going to share five statements like literally the exact script to say no to events and commitments that don't give you life. I'm gonna give you the exact words to use, guys. And then once you have what you want and you're ready to put those into your life, I'm going to help you come up with the plan of how to do that, because it's not just having the right list, it's implementing that perfect list in the way that works for you so that life is less scattered. Today in this episode, I will also share four guardrails that I have in my personal scheduling life so that my schedule never overtakes real life. Okay. Are you guys ready? I love this topic. I could talk for hours on this. So I'm going to try my best to keep it within podcast appropriateness in terms of time. Okay. Which is always so hard for me. If any of that resonated with you, I want to start by saying there is a better way. There is a better way. And I'm going to unveil that for you today. Okay. So if you guys are new here, thank you for being here. I am Janie Porter. I have four kids. I'm going to tell you, like many of you guys, I have a very complex and wonderful life, okay? There are a lot of layers. There are a lot of moving parts. Our nearest family is many states away. My husband runs his own company of about 30 people himself. I also am blessed to have a thriving business. After eight years of writing on SheJustGlows.com, Many of you guys have been with me for that length of time. I started joy coaching about six months ago, and it is truly a joy in my life. I help middle-aged women just like you uncover joy and purpose in their lives today. Not once once life is perfect. So if you're interested in learning more about working with me, go to shejustglows.com for more info. My life has a lot of moving parts, but I will tell you this. I am rarely overwhelmed or stressed by my life because I have a plan. And that plan also includes margins, which I'm going to get to too in this episode. I am not a slave to my calendar. My calendar has a lot in it, and it's a central piece of my life and I'm going to get to that at the end of this episode and how you can put everything in one place and get rid of this scattered frenetic feeling. I control what goes on my calendar and I put in what I want in the way that works for me and for my family. So I'm going to tell you guys something and it's the way that I love to approach a lot of things that I work on with clients. What if you were just overcomplicating life? What if it's really so much simpler than we think? What if not drinking, for example, since I mentioned that at the top of the episode, what if it was actually not that hard? What if, in the topic that we're talking about now, what if building the life you want and making your schedule reflect that really was quite simple? It is. It's so simple. And I coach simplistic modes and methods to bring your life into the place that you want it to be now. Not tomorrow, not in a month, like now. So building the life you want is really simple, guys. It's choices, it's priorities, it's commitments and lack thereof. Building the life you love starts with the art of controlling your calendar. Okay, the first thing I want to share about this that I need you to know you are in charge. A few years ago, I got to meet Bethany Frankel. Do you guys know who she is? She was a cast member on The Real Housewives of New York City, and she sold her skinny girl business for an estimated $100 million back in 2011. You guys remember that? She is a boss. She is rich, she is smart, she is driven, and she is busy. You think you're busy? I think I'm busy. Bethany Frankel is busy. And so I actually didn't just get to meet her. I got to interview her for my site, shejustglows.com. And if you're interested in reading about what it was like to meet her, I wrote about what it's like to see her in person, what she really looks like. I mean, spoiler alert, she's tiny, (laughs) obviously, right? Um, That's all on my site right now if you're interested. So the interview was on Halloween. And I remember that because I thought, wow, she's a single mom. She's very involved in the life of her daughter. This was about six years ago. And I thought, she's coming here from New York City today. Is she going to miss Halloween with her daughter? And so I remember asking her during our interview, how do you manage this? Like, How are you here today on Halloween? And I'll never forget what she said she said it's really simple I just planned it I scheduled it I planned for it I got here early in the morning I'm gonna be back in New York City for trick-or-treating tonight I just planned it and then she said something so enlightening that I think you will relate to she said so many moms today it's just such frenetic energy all the time and I don't get it she's like you just schedule it the way that you want and then your life unfolds in the way that you want. It doesn't need to be rushed and frantic. I couldn't agree more, Bethany. If you're feeling rushed and frantic, you need to know that's on you. You are in charge of your schedule. And I'm going to explain if you've lost control and that train is sprinting down the tracks, rolling down the tracks on that very steep hill. You know that scene in Polar Express? That's what I'm thinking about right now. Like they have lost control and they were just flying down this icy mountain guess what you can get control back so you're in charge know that it's on you to stop saying yes to everything and i'm going to get into all of this you guys i know you're like oh i have to stop saying yes yes you need to stop saying yes why are your yeses so cheap we want your yeses to be expensive there needs to be a high value for you to say yes, very selective with your yeses. The word you need to be getting comfortable with, the word you need to be getting comfortable with is no, because here's the thing, and I take this responsibility so seriously, and it shows in my life. You are the gatekeeper of your family's life and time. This is a huge responsibility and it's really convenient because here you are and you have all the power to change. And I know that's why you clicked on this podcast episode today. You're ready to stop saying yes. For me, something I love to say about this for my life. I guard my family's time ruthlessly, ruthlessly, because I am the gatekeeper. And that is a huge responsibility. This may require a little bit of reframing what you're after when you schedule, when you commit, when you decide to get involved with things. I need to let you know, busier is not better. You know, we live in a performance culture. So much focus on what you're doing how's your holiday decor look let's browse your Instagram what are your kids doing how many sports what activities what camps are you doing this summer that's the question now right and I'm like none mommy I call it mommy camp kids are home and I do have help in the summer I'm not going to pretend I do it all on my own but without realizing it if we buy into this cultural narrative of busier is better perform 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 we might be squandering our time with our kids just think about it i know that sounds harsh but it's true so before we look at how to pin down your calendar i need to ask you a really bold question that you're not going to like are you squandering your family's time together if you feel a disconnect between the life you want and the life you're living Sometimes you don't have to look any further than the hours in the day. Someone told me recently that your priorities can be linked to two things in life, your schedule and your money. Where are you spending your money and how are you spending your time? So let's do the math, okay? Let's say you have three kids and each of them are in two sports or activities each. That can be sports, that can be tutoring, it can be volunteering, it can be church group. All good things, nothing wrong with any of those things. Let's say they're in two sports or activities each and there's let's say a game and a practice each week. And that adds up to about 15 hours a week for three kids, 10 hours a week for two kids, okay? Now let's assume your whole family has the chance to be together every day after school and work is done from 5 to 9 p.m. So that's four hours a day and that's generous, right? Four hours a day that you have the potential to hang out together. So 28 hours during the week, you have the potential to be together as a family. So let's say those 15 hours a week for three kids or 10 hours a week for two kids are taken out of those 28 hours. So we started with 28 and now if you have three kids, you're down to 13. And if you have two kids, you're down to 18. Okay. So, in those last 18 hours or 15 hours, you have to also, well, there's more stuff to do, right? You don't just get to hang out. I wish, right? You got to make dinner, you got to do laundry, you got to do homework and showers. So, with those 15 to 18 hours, you're supposed to also be like teaching them about the world, what you believe is a family, core values. Homework, doing the right thing, everything, right? Just be. Where's where's the time for just being, right? So maybe that works for you. Um, and I'm not here to tell you to stop doing everything your family loves. But does your family love all of those sports and activities? That 15 to 18 hours a week is it really necessary? Like. Are they going to be playing baseball in college? Do they need to spend 10 plus hours a week on the field? It's just a question. And I am not here to shame you in any way for your family's schedule. That's your business, not mine. It's just a question. And I'm asking these bold questions because you clicked on this episode. No one forced you to be here. So I'm just asking the questions that may feel a little uncomfortable, but in no way are passing judgment on how you spend your time. These are questions for you to answer in you alone. And I'm not just talking about sports, either. I mean, this can be your volunteering, working at the school, neighborhood watch, PTA, extra work hours, book club, that side job, the hobby business. Whatever it is, it it literally doesn't matter what it is. If it doesn't give you life, I'm going to tell you something you no longer have time for it. If it doesn't give you life, you no longer have time for it. And I can say that because I'm going to share with you exactly how to say no coming up in the episode. (laughs) You're like, thanks. Now what? How do I step out of these roles? I got you. I got you. That's coming up. Again, I'm talking about the things that don't give you life. If you and your family love your schedule and the setup you have with sports and activities, great. Keep doing it. But if you don't, keep listening. Because I'm going to share a crazy idea right now for the things in your schedule that are depleting and pointless commitments. Quit. Pull out. Reclaim your margins. Don't ask questions. Don't worry about getting the deposit back or finishing it out or teaching the kids to stick it out. Forget stick it out. Teach the kids to build a life they love. Just stop. The sports and the activities and the volunteering isn't that important. You know, it is. Your remaining hours this week with your kids, with your husband. So, what does that look like? What does it look like to just quit? Oh my gosh, no, I've been taught never to quit. I already put a deposit down. I don't want to do that. I get it. Here's what this looks like. I'll give an example from my life. My daughter wanted to do ballet. She's four years old. I said, sure, I want to see you in a cute little tutu and take pictures of you on the dance floor. That sounds adorable. She joined a dance studio that um, charges month to month, which was really convenient, as I, turned, as I found out at the end. Um, A few weeks in, she said, I don't really, I don't want to go today. And I'm like, great, we're not going to. And it's really perfect because I just got the email from the studio that you got to start paying for the spring costumes. They're like $200. I'm like, oh, great time to quit, Huntington. Thank you. We don't have to go anymore. And we stopped going. She went for maybe five or six weeks. Bye. I'm not going to question that. I'm not going to drag her to ballet when she doesn't want to go. No, it was fun for a few weeks. Now we're moving on. She says she wants to do soccer next fall. I'll sign her up for soccer if it works in our family schedule. And I'll get to the guardrails in my family schedule. One of them is only one sport per kid at a time. Usually, we try to make the family sport all the same. It's actually always what we do. We've so far been able to direct them all to the same sport so that it takes less away from our family time together. But I'll get into all of that. So here, here's what that looks like. If your kid doesn't like ballet, pull her out. Send the email that says, we're going we're gonna to pause our membership for right now. Please um, cancel, cancel us until I let you know otherwise. Here's what else that looks like. If you don't want to volunteer at church right now because it's too much, stop. If you're gone all day Saturday and you'd love to just be at one sport that day, have a family meeting. Maybe your kids and husband feel the same. Stop the other stuff. If you're so honored to be asked to be on that board, but the time isn't right, just say that. The time isn't right. It doesn't mean you'll never do it. But your life of joy and purpose is more important than signing up for another commitment because it's now or never. Guys, it's never now or never. There will be another season. Your schedule will, will slow down. The kids will want to be with their friends more when they're older, right? Teenage moms here, you're like, yep, they never want to be around me now. You can do it later. The board will still be there next season when they're older during summer. It's never now or never. That's that frenetic energy kicking back in again. It's never now or never. Say no for now. You can say yes later. I was talking to a friend about this the other day and she said something so beautiful. You guys ready? She said, Own your nose to protect your yeses. Own your nose to protect your yeses. You know what happened when I listened to my daughter saying she didn't want to do ballet anymore? You know what we do instead during that time? We walk the neighborhood, we color. We dwell in simple, basic, mundane, magical moments together. Because I said, that's fine. We can totally quit. And thank you for letting me know before we had to pay for all the uniforms, right? (laughs) Those dance costumes, whatever you call them. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so how do you do this? How do you say no? How do you protect your yeses? Own your no's to protect your yeses. How? Here's how. Just do it. Send the text right now, today. While you're listening to this podcast, go into your text app, text that person and say, it's not a good time anymore. I'm going to have to take a pause. And that script for how to say no, it's right around the corner here. So hang on. Step away. You have nothing to feel bad about. I want you to decide that not disappointing your family and you is more important than not disappointing others. It's more important. And I know you have objections. We have so much noise around not wanting to disappoint other people because lots of us are people pleasers. Lots of us middle-aged moms exist in the people-pleasing mentality. I work with Clients on this all the time. You want to know why? Because Susie needs this on the board, and Susie is pushed to the max, and she has a full time job too, and she doesn't have time to do this, so I need to help her. So basically, Susie has overcommitted, so now you need to commit because you feel bad for Susie. No. Not disappointing you is more important than not disappointing Susie. Stop the noise start listening to the voice that really matters yours that voice inside that says i'm too busy i'm overwhelmed it's too much something i always like to say is i am more concerned with the opinion of the people what how do i say it i'm more concerned with the opinions of those in my home than outside my home so like I want to cater to myself and my family first. I don't care about Susie. Sorry you overcommitted, Susie. That's your problem. I don't need to rescue you and spend extra time away from my family and kids doing something that I don't really want to do. Stop the people pleasing. If it's too busy, life's too busy, the schedule's too busy, you have the power to stop. Are you so busy not disappointing others that it's okay to disappoint yourself? Are you so busy not disappointing others, like Susie, that it's okay to disappoint yourself? I'm here to tell you stop. Just stop. No explanation is needed. Okay, so this is what you've been waiting for. So how do we send that text? How do we say that? I'm not a quitter. I don't want to do this. Janie, how do I do this? All right, I got you. I've got five statements here that you can text or email or tell someone about why you are stepping back from that commitment and taking back control over your calendar. Number one, we're going to take a break for right now. Things have gotten too busy. We'll let you know if that changes. Number two. We've decided as a family we are going to step back this season. This is a busy time for us. Number three, we aren't going to be back next season. We've had to really edit down commitments. Ooh, don't you just respect the person who sends that text? Wow, you've really had to edit down commitments? I want to do that. Number four, we can't make it this week. Good luck. No explanation needed. Number five, so bummed to miss this one. The timing just isn't working out for this one right now. See you soon. Reclaim your life. Reclaim those 28 hours. You deserve it, and they deserve it. I've been through seasons when I had to ruthlessly simplify my life, and that's exactly how it is. It's a bold choice, especially in our world today, our people-pleasing mom world today where you have to rescue Susie from that commitment because she overextended herself. You don't need to rescue Susie. Ruthlessly simplifying your life is kind of scary at first until you realize this is your life. Literally, you're an adult. You are in charge of your life, your calendar, your schedule. All of these tiny commitments that seem so minuscule when you sign up to help Susie, or for the or because you genuinely want to. And a lot of these things are good. A lot of these commitments are good. But if all of these tiny choices add up to a life you don't love, it's time to change. And you are in complete control. Okay, so I've shared what to cut out and how to edit down. So let's assume that now you only have the things that you love. I think for most of you listening, Let's say you have 10 commitments in your life. I would invite you to narrow that down to five or fewer. So let's assume that you've narrowed it down. It's very clear and cut what you want to cut out and what you want to keep. And if not, that's what I work with my one-on-one clients on all the time. So reach out if you need personalized help with that. I got you. So now what? What's the plan? Ooh, the best part of this episode, the meat of this episode coming at ya. The best way to feel less overwhelmed is really simple. It's basic, it's like so basic. It's so simple, it's stupid. The best way to feel less overwhelmed in your life is having one family calendar that you keep everything in. Oh, no, the calendar. I hate calendar. Oh, I don't want to I write my calendar. I don't like calendars. I can't do another app. OK, I hear your objections. My clients have all these same objections. I'm going to respond to all of them. The, the basis of why you need a family calendar, one family calendar for you that has every single thing in your life in it, and I mean everything, and I'm going to get into all of that. Can't stress this enough, the reason. Nothing should live in your brain. The to-do lists, the events, I got to buy the gift, I got to go early to school, it's crazy hair day, none of this, none of this should live in your brain, ever. And if it does, you're starting to understand why you feel overwhelmed and, overwhelmed and scattered, because you're trying to keep all of these thoughts floating around in your brain, and you can't. You're feeling scattered because your brain is a junk drawer. All right, let me let me use this analogy. Right, so everybody has a junk drawer, right? Inside of it, you have batteries, you have old sunglasses that need to be fixed, you have um, fast food napkins, maybe some, uh, I don't know, lighters. Here's the thing, in my house, I don't have a junk drawer. You want to know why? It's not because I'm like you know this perfect organized person. It's because everything in my house has a home. The batteries, they don't go in a junk drawer. There is one bin where all the batteries go. So that when I need a D battery, I don't have to go five places. I know the one place I store batteries and I go there. Light bulbs, all in the same place. Matches, all in the same place. Everything has a home. Your thoughts need a home too. Your thoughts can't be floating around in the junk drawer. Your brain is becoming a junk drawer. You're throwing things in it. I'll remember, this is quick. Just going to stash it in here. I'll remember that birthday party to get the gift. It's gone. That's why you feel scattered. You can't focus in the moment because you're trying to keep all these thoughts in your brain. They're floating around and getting lost. That's what's overwhelming. It's not the stuff you have to do. It's that you're going to forget the stuff you have to do. And there's an inherent pressure in that. Does this resonate with anybody? Your brain is not a junk drawer. Every thought in your brain has a home. Everything should be written down in the calendar. Here's why. If you don't write all those floating thoughts down, There is zero prioritization, Okay, So let's say you went through yesterday, and you had 10 thoughts that you're supposed to remember today. You're supposed to remember that you want to send a text to your dad. You want to buy that birthday gift. You need to remember it's teacher appreciation week. Your daughter, um, you need to stain treat that one dress she wore because she got strawberries all over it, Okay, All of those things, if they're not written down, They all have the same urgent priority, right? The birthday gift, the texting your dad, the stain stick. But those aren't the same priority. They're different priorities. So once you write the item down on the calendar, in the calendar app, you assign it a priority. You assign it, hey, today I'm going to text my dad because he's having a rough day. I'm doing that this morning. The birthday gift is for a birthday in two weeks. You can do that later this week. Do you see how when you let the thoughts float in your brain, they all receive the same priority, and they shouldn't? So it's understandable then why you feel that you lack a true sense of purpose in what you're doing, because everything floating in your brain is urgent, needs to be done right now. It's stressful and overwhelming. and The truth is, none of it needs to be done right now. You just need to write it down and come up with a plan. You're overwhelmed because you have no plan. It's not because the things floating in your head are really that stressful. Usually, it's usually because there's no plan to get them done. And so you're relying on your memory every day to at the exact perfect time despite the blowout and the tantrum and the email that you didn't expect to get and the fight with your husband all the distracting things you still have to focus on these minuscule silly to-do list items that you just need to write down put it all in one calendar a true sense of purpose lives in a life that is well prioritized put it all in one place this is so basic and so major I have a whole post about this on my site all my weird calendar tricks if you want to go search for it like I'm one of those people I'm a weird calendar girl okay now we don't have time for me to debate why a digital calendar is far superior to writing it on the paper we don't even have time for that today but I'm just gonna say I encourage you to get an app that's in your phone And there are so many reasons why I'm going to actually get to a little bit of that later in the episode. So for my personal life, everything goes in my calendar. The same place. Birthdays, school days, appointments, practices, my to-do list, trips, house stuff, everything. Remember, when I talk about stuff floating in your head, that's why you feel scattered. You haven't written it down. You haven't put it in your calendar app. There is no plan. Stop relying on your brain to remember everything. Give your brain a break. Extract it. Put it somewhere where you'll see it later when it matters. Literally, you guys, I put everything in my calendar. I'm crazy. Like every month, I have an entry that says clean ring. So every four weeks, it's a repeating to-do list item. That reminds me, I want to keep my ring cleaned. Instead of looking down at my ring every few days and thinking, oh, it's all dirty. Oh, I don't like how it, you know, I'm not keeping up with this nice thing I have. I'm not maintaining it well. No, that's all gone. All that noise and like self-shame for not maintaining something that's important to me, it's gone because I have a plan. I'm not overwhelmed because I have a plan. Every month in my calendar around 7 PM, because that's around when I get ready for bed, it says clean ring. (laughs) And you may think it's crazy and stupid, but it works but it works every month change ac filters is in my calendar i usually put it on a sunday because i do a screen free day on sundays changing your ac filters is a great task to do on a day when you're not on your phone so on saturday night before i turn my phone off i look at my to-do list for the next day i just write it down on paper change ac ac filters every month Guess what? My AC never breaks down because the filter hasn't been changed. The $5 filter gets changed every month because it's in my calendar. And I only have to look one place. I don't have to remember every month, well, what's that thing I have to do? It's just in there. Buy a gift. Bring a gift. When we go to a birthday party, I literally write a note to myself, bring gift. (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. I'll forget. I will forget. I would be pretty lost without my calendar. So step one is write everything down. And I'm sure that some of what I'm saying right now sounds really silly and like over the top, but just think of this episode the next time you forget something, miss something, or feel overwhelmed, distracted, or scattered. This is a crazy idea to write down every little thing like change AC filters, but guess what? It's a lot better than your AC breaking down because you don't change the filters. It's also a lot better than like feeling bad about yourself when you're like, wow, that filter's really dirty. Not that you'd really feel bad about yourself, but I think you know what I mean. There's less noise around everything that needs to be done because it's just in the calendar. I'm not overwhelmed because I have a plan always. I never have to think about my AC filters. It's just in my calendar. The calendar thinks it for me, right? Step two, not just coming up with what you want on your calendar, it's coming up with the plan. Not just having the right things in your calendar, it's having them in your calendar in the right way for you. So let me explain what I mean. You may have narrowed down by this point, what's in your calendar, okay? What to-do list items, what events, what commitments, and all of them are life-giving or necessary or whatever. But what about how it's in your calendar? And that is the plan. This is a really important part, okay? The whole title of the episode, you're overwhelmed because you have no plan. Here's the plan, okay? I'm gonna use the example of my business. Everything about what I do in my business is planned intentionally it is not frenetic it is not last minute and there are many many positive outgrowths of having an intentional plan and purpose for your work life as well so let me explain through examples every week when it comes to my business i schedule my to-do list with intention and it makes it easier for me so I write all of my social content for Instagram and Facebook. I write it one day, once a month, for the entire month. It takes me two or three hours probably, and it's done. I don't have to think about what I'm going to post whenever I post. It's done. It's intentional. There's a plan. Every Monday is my podcast record day. Hi, it's Monday. Here we are. Every Monday, I record my podcast. I edit it. I upload it. I share a mirrored post about it on SheJustGlows.com. If you're ever interested in more meat written down about a podcast episode, it's all on SheJustGlows.com. Someone was, someone was just commenting, hey, I want this transcribed. Just go to SheJustGlows.com. I got you. So Mondays are always a creative day. I don't schedule clients today mondays are podcast day and creative day tuesdays and thursdays i see clients fridays i see more clients and i also do some other creative work like planning future podcast episodes and writing notes on them the reason i record my podcast on mondays is because my brain is freshest on monday morning the reason i see clients on tuesday and thursdays is because that's a good day for me to have an early morning schedule and to get my kids from school. Fridays, I tend to be more creative because I've had a little bit of a break in the week. Wednesdays, I have a reset day where I don't see any clients and I usually do very little she just glows work. My point is, I have planned every task that I need to do during the week with intention and purpose. I have planned every to-do list item to be done on a day and time that is best for me. There are two reasons this is great. First of all, it makes my output better. My content is better because it's planned out. I'm sitting down thinking about what am I going to post on Instagram in two weeks? I'm just sitting and thinking about it and it's quick. That's the other great thing. It's more efficient because I've planned out when I'm going to do the to-do list things. It's more efficient, so I spend less time doing it. Again, I'm in charge and so are you. So once you have the right things, it's having the plan that makes the schedule work for you, not you working for the schedule. Schedule it out, think it through, maybe take a planning day once a quarter. I do that too. I really sit and plan out what I want next for my business. And what's ahead for our family? I plan vacations during that planning day. I think about parent dates and mommy dates. I think about budgeting. I plan into the future of that next quarter what I want to do. Again, it's intention, guys. So the plan means budgeting time in efficient bursts so you can get batches of work done together. Here's why this is so amazing. I'm going to share a few examples of how I make the plan work for my life, not the other way around. Again, when you have a plan, you're not just doing it every time you have a spare minute. If you have a plan for when you're folding the laundry, you don't need to stress about it if you see it sitting there and you have five minutes before car line pickup. You know you're going to be getting to it later. Instead of paying bills as they arrive, I update finances and pay bills twice a month on payday. Aside from those two days a month, I don't look at a thing. I just make sure we're on budget. We haven't spent too much. Other than that, I do not think or do any bills. I batch the work. And when I do it, it's more efficient. And then I'm done. And the output is better because I'm focused on what I'm doing. Instead of buying the birthday gift on the way to the party, I order it on Amazon right when I send the RSVP text or. If I'm going to buy it in a real store, (laughs) I write it on my target list. I write it in the list. I write it down somewhere immediately. I have a plan. I don't have to think about the gift anymore. I already have a plan for when I will do it. Instead of prepping dinner every night, you know, when it's homework time and the kids are like melting down, my kids always, oh my gosh, what is it about like 4 to 5 p.m.? My kids melt down every day. And I mean, my oldest is 10, man. They're not two anymore. They all have this post-school meltdown thing, right? So I don't prep dinner during that time, usually. I try to prep my food, salads, and dinner on Sunday afternoon and Wednesdays when I'm prepping dinner. Twice a week, I cut all the veggies, I prep all the things, and it's ready to go. Instead of folding laundry throughout the day, remember I gave the example of like trying to do five minutes of it right before you go to carline, and it's like, oh, it's overwhelming and stressful. I do it on my kitchen counter while my kids are doing homework. I'm present. I'm just folding laundry. They're right there doing their homework. No screens, no TV. It's great. Do the things when they work for you. Plan it. Think about it. The day isn't happening to you. You are in control of your day. This also saves your margins, like I was telling you. Rather than five minutes before pickup, thinking, oh my gosh, I have five minutes. I got to do this laundry. Oh, let me stress and, and fold this load in five minutes. I don't know about you guys. I cannot fold a load of laundry in five minutes. <laughs> I also insist on the Marie Kondo method for my own clothing because you know I'm crazy. So no, that would, that would take at least 20 minutes. Oh, you have five minutes before car line? Awesome. Why don't you just sit and be? You have a margin. Maybe you have a margin of time to finish your Bible study or do something that's truly life-giving. You're not stressing and running to the next thing. The next thing will be done according to your plan when you've decided you want to do it. So when those margins pop up, you're not obligated. Oh, wait. What's floating in my brain? Let me grab something out of my brain that I need to do. Oh, that, that birthday gift. Yeah. Shoot, I forgot what I want to get. There's none of that. The plan is already in place. You really just have the gift of five extra minutes. You don't have to be productive. Your plan is already in in flow. There's nothing to extract out of your brain. You wrote it all down already. You can just sit and enjoy these five minutes. Maybe you think about the look on your kids' faces when you're gonna pick them up from school and how great it'll feel to see them, how proud you are of them as little people, right? See how beautiful this is? You're less scattered because there's a plan. You don't have to remember everything what you have to do is not what's stressing you out it's not having a plan for what you have to do right so put it all in the calendar all of the information lives in the calendar not in your head not in the papers in the count on the counter that get lost or misplaced right all the time no more junk drawer brain this is exactly how to not feel so scattered and unprepared all the time. I'm gonna give you one more example and then I'll share the four guidelines I use in my own scheduling life. Here's an example of writing everything down. Okay, so my, my daughter got a paper from school about the Easter egg hunt on Thursday from 10 to 11. We also need to stuff 14 eggs and bring them to school. This was a few weeks back, obviously. Immediately, I write the note in my calendar for today, stuff 14 eggs and put it in her backpack. I also create an event for the egg hunt on Thursday because I want to go. Oh, I have a client call at that time. I I rarely do this, but when it's things for my kids, I will ask clients if they're okay rescheduling. I think I've done it maybe twice. She said, no problem. Great. I throw the paper away. I do not need the paper anymore. It is trash. It's all in the calendar. The events in the calendar, I moved the client appointment in the calendar, the 14 eggs that we need to stuff are in the calendar, everything's there. Don't need to think about it anymore. Everything is handled. And if it's not handled, there is a plan and it's in the calendar. See, what's stressing you out isn't stuffing the eggs. It's remembering to stuff the eggs. See what I'm saying? You're overwhelmed because you have no plan. Get the calendar, put everything in the calendar and make the plan, right? Okay. So here are those four guidelines I use in my scheduling life. I wanted to share. They are guardrails our family has in place as we practice the art of controlling our calendar and living the life we actually want. And who does this start with? Me. My husband. We've decided that we will ruthlessly guard our family time. Number one, as I mentioned earlier, all kids are only allowed in one sport at a time and we try to guide them to all play the same sport. Listen, Oh, that's not fair. One kid likes this. One kid likes that. They're individuals. Listen, life is a team sport. You don't get to do every sport you want to do all the time. I don't know about you guys. I never played sports as a kid. I was the oldest of four. My mom didn't have time to be running me around town. I took the bus home and I just, you know, played outside or whatever. I didn't think I was missing a thing. I played school sports in junior high and high school, right? They will be fine. Life is not all about my kid wanting to play football. We make these choices as a family. That's just us. That's just us. Number two, I respond no to most kids' birthday parties. If I don't have the parent's number in my phone already, it's usually a good gauge. We just can't come. Or we send a gift and don't come. Or I take one kid as like a mommy date It's their special time with me. We go to the party. Kind of breaks up the weekend. But I usually respond no to most kids' birthday parties. Number three, every weekend, we have one day with nothing on the schedule. It's usually Sunday. We go to church. That is it. What happens on Sundays? We come home. We relax, we hang out as a family, we swim. We usually um, eat really unhealthy food (laughs) and order Mexican or pizza. We hang out, we do nothing. My phone's off. Every weekend, one day with nothing scheduled. Now I know as my kids get older, that'll be harder and harder to achieve. That's why I'm doing it now. Number four, mellow summer schedule. Mommy camp, meaning we don't do camps. I mean, shoot, you got four kids. These camps are like $200 a week. I'm like, $800 for a week of a half-day childcare? I'm good. No, we'll do mommy camp. I am letting them do one tennis camp this summer, but really, that's it. Mellow summer. Mellow summer. Lemonade stands? Oh, yeah. Playing with the neighbors? All day long. Probably a lot of screen time. Because I'm going to be working. I'm so excited to work through this summer. It's going to be amazing. I usually take a break in the summer. And this summer, I said, I don't want to. I don't want to be home with my kids all summer. I'm going to utilize my access to the support system that I've put in place and have someone else watch my kids so I can work with clients and do this podcast through the summer. Lots of sleeping in for the kids. Screen time, fine. It's summer. I'll relax that a little bit. Guys, your schedule is everything. Are you squandering your family time? Are you waking up dreading the day because there's so much floating in your brain that you know you're going to miss a lot? Try these things that that I've mentioned. Just try them. I wonder if it's your schedule that's really holding you back or if you're stuck in pleasing others and being a slave to a schedule you hate. Remember, you are in charge. Own your nose to protect your yeses. Let your yeses be expensive. Let a yes from you be a high value commodity that doesn't just get given away. Like it's cheap junk at the family fair that everyone gets for free when they walk in. Your time is precious. Your focus is valuable. Stop giving it away. You're not stuck. You're stuck in thinking that you need to do all of this. But you don't. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review, and there's so much more where that came from. Go to shejustglows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There, you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and, well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow girl.